Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for May 10th. I'm John McElroy and here is the news. Well, this one didn't take long. Remember that woman who sued Honda over the disappointing fuel economy of her Civic Hybrid? She won nearly 10 grand in small claims court, but an appeals judge just overturned that ruling. He says most drivers do get the fuel economy posted on the window sticker. Some 1,700 other hybrid owners have followed that woman's lead, but I think Honda finally put this story to bed by winning that appeal. Speaking of how your mileage may vary, it will vary in Europe. The difference between official EU fuel economy numbers and what drivers get in the real world is growing. Back in 2001, the Delta was around 8%, but in 2010, it was a whopping 21%. The new European driving cycle is a precisely calibrated fuel economy test, but some argue it's too easy. Acceleration speeds and shift points do not match real-world driving. Plus, automakers know how to game the system to get better results. Another problem with the European system has to do with the vehicles tested. The EPA ratings are based on the best-selling version of a vehicle, but in Europe, they only test the base model. Interestingly, it's reported that the United Nations is working on a new fuel economy test. But you know, in my experience, the current EPA rating system in the U.S. is very accurate. Hey, here's a clever way to put your empty cup holder to use. Although the anti-distracted driving crowd is going to hit the roof on this one, a company called Bracketron developed a mount to hold a smartphone or tablet to use for navigation. Some phones and tablets are too large to mount on the windshield with a suction cup, and some states have even outlawed that, which is why the company created what it calls the Universal Tablet Cup Holder Mount. It can fit in just about any size cup holder and costs around $50. Two different car companies in Australia and two different business results. Ford is struggling. Net profit dropped by over $290 million and revenues fell by half a billion dollars. The company blames payouts to laid off workers, slumping demand for the Falcon and the flooding in Thailand, which limited sales of the new Ranger pickup. But GM Holden posted a net profit of close to $90 million, despite a revenue drop of $100 million. Holden also sold 5% fewer cars in Australia, but that was offset by exports, which shot up 50%. You know, to me, it looks like Ford Australia needs to export more. Big story in the Wall Street Journal today about how Chrysler is quickly improving its quality. My favorite quality fiasco story was at the launch of the original minivan back in 1983. Then Chrysler CEO Lee Iacocca drove up on the stage in a minivan at the assembly plant in Windsor, Canada. Inside the van with him were the vice presidents of manufacturing, engineering, and quality, 
as well as some top UAW officials and the plant manager. Ayakoka and another exec got out of the front seats, but the other officials in the back of the van could not get out because the sliding door would not open. With hundreds of dignitaries, line workers, and the media looking on, Finally, someone was able to open it from the outside and some very embarrassed executives sheepishly got onto the stage to then sing the praises of the company's quality. Well, that was then. These days, it's hard to buy a car with poor quality. In fact, the quality gap from best to worst is very minor. In the latest vehicle dependability survey from JD Power, the difference between the best brand, Lexus, and the worst brand, Chrysler, is one defect. In fact, the difference from best to average is less than half a defect per car per year. And so while the industry should keep an eye on improving quality, we need to remember how much progress has been made. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at what's gotta be one of the biggest coupes in the world, the Mercedes CL. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. Here's my instant impression of the Mercedes-Benz CL550. What a car, this thing is gigantic. Even though it's a coupe, a two-door, it feels like a large sedan. And it drives beautifully thanks to its adaptive air suspension. Under the hood, you got twin-turbo V8, more than 400 horses, more than 500 foot-pounds of torque. But like I said, this is a big car. It weighs almost 5,000 pounds. But when you work it all out, it's just a little more than 10 pounds per horsepower, and that is rocket fast. And one of the ways it can really put the power down is that this one happens to have all-wheel drive. Yet, as big as it is, there isn't a whole lot of room in the back seat here. So this is really for the upcoming executive who wants to make a statement you're going to make one because this car, as it sits right here, is $128,000. But like I said, if you want to drive up and make a statement, the CL550 is a way to do it. You know, you don't see a whole lot of CLs out there on the road. It is the lowest sales volume car that Mercedes-Benz has in its lineup. So far this year in the American market, they have sold fewer than 300 of them. Say, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tonight. Our guest is Paula Gracia, who's written a book on what he says are the most important cars in the history of the automotive industry. And that ought to generate some pretty good arguments. So join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for some of the best arguments in the automotive industry. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>